He's a two-time tandem surfing world champion. He has a gold mine in Australia, but his greatest gold mine is his love for Jesus Christ. We have world champion Chuck Inman with us today. Aloha. From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Aloha and welcome to paradise. Welcome to the Hawaiian Islands. Welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide. My name is Bear Wozniak and I'm coming to you from Waikiki Beach. I just got out of the water. This perfect, uh, perfect, beautiful, crystal clear water today. I could see 100 feet down as I stand up paddled across the, the open ocean. Just a beautiful, gorgeous day in Waikiki. And today we have with us a good friend of mine, someone who I taught how to tandem surf, and then he himself became a world champion, a legendary waterman, Chuck Inman, and he's going to join us. Chuck's an interesting man. He's a fitness trainer. He's a, a waterman. In Hawaii, we, uh, we do everything. In Hawaii, we, in a lot of places, they'll say, well, I'm a longboarder. I'm a shortboarder. I boogie board. But they, but, you know, they say, I only longboard. I only shortboard. I only stand up paddle. In Hawaii, we do it all. We paddle canoe. We throw net. We fish. We spearfish. We surf longboard, shortboard, tandem board, stand up paddle board. Um, God wants to equip his saints with all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He wants to equip us with all the wisdom with the Holy Spirit. He wants to equip us with all the virtues. And so we need to take that lesson. Then we need to be full-on watermen for the Holy Spirit. We want to be able to um, just go deep with God and to develop in every area of our life, in every facet of our, our life. We want, to, we want to become all that God planned for us and wants for us to be. I had a really cool experience the other day. I just love real men. I'm not talking about rock stars, but just the regular guy that's doing the regular work but doing it excellently. A man who's really leading his family. And when I say a man who's leading his family, I mean not pushing him to go to church, but in the early morning hours, if they wake up, they'll see him having his prayer time. Uh, a man who is uh, someone who's bringing other men together uh, in a That Man Is You group that he, that he and I actually started, but that he's continued on as I've, my ministry has kind of changed to be more of a national ministry. I'm talking about a friend of mine, Ron Gokenauer, and what's so cool is the other day we were sitting having a cup of coffee. This is just yesterday. And I go, I go Ron, there's something I really got to show you. And right in, this, right in the middle of this coffee shop, I take out the rosary that Tom Sullivan has made uh, he's the producer with Jeanette Bankovic's Women of Grace. It's a warrior's rosary. And I showed him, look at this rosary. Feel it. And, 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 he, and he held it. And it's, it's heavy. And it's made out of hematite and, and, and chain mail, the stuff that you make, they make uh, you know, armor with for the knights. And uh, the, even the, the cross has a sword on the back of it and the, all the, the different uh, uh, stations on it. You know, after every decade of the rosary, it has like a great uh, warrior-type saint. And I said, you know, this, this, this rosary has really transformed my life. And what I loved about him is that I carried a little packet inside my pocket. And then he reaches inside his pocket, and Ron Gokenauer pulls out a little pocket, and he says, check out this rosary. Brings out his sword, basically. You know, the rosary, as Padre Pio called it, was his weapon. And he pulls out this rosary, and it's really cool. It's it's got, it, you know, someone hand makes them. Of course, I guess they're all handmade with a, a typical cross. But then every place where, you know, every decade of the rosary where you say the Our Father is a bullet casing. 
<laughs> it's a man's rosary. It's to remind us that as men, uh, we're to be a warriors. We're to be prayer warriors. And I said, Ron, what, is, what do you use your rosary for? And he said, I use it. I said, do you use it mostly for contemplative prayer or for t- intercessory prayer? And he said, absolutely intercessory prayer. And I want to say the same thing for me since I got this uh, warrior rosary, which, by the way, if you go to our website and email me, we can get these rosaries for you. We're um, getting them set up on our on our website. But if it's not there, if it's not up yet, you can just hit the contact uh, us button and email us and we'll make sure to get you one. But I said, I agree. My intercessory life uh, has never been so powerful since I got my warrior rosary. Every day I say my rosary, almost every day I'll say my rosary. And I'll for sure usually pray a decade of the rosary for each of my four children, one for my wife. But if I see a need, I get out my rosary and I champion that cause in prayer uh, by saying a decade rosary or a full rosary for whatever that need is. And it's really transformed. I feel like I'm able to go out and slay dragons now. I feel like I have a weapon in my hand by praying the rosary that I'm moving mountains, that I'm I'm participating with God in the furtherance of of his kingdom and really participating with him as a true knight, as a true warrior of the Lord. So I want to encourage you guys. Every real man loves his mother. And every real Christian, every real Catholic is devoted to the mother of God, is devoted to Mary. And through our devotion to Jesus through Mary and through our intercession uh, to Jesus through Mary, tremendous things happen. After all, Jesus was birthed through uh, the participation of Mary with the Holy Spirit. So why can't we birth great new um, great new visions, great new movements, great new powerful apostolates by the use of our rosary. So I'm going to ask each of you this week to make a special effort to pray the rosary. I would appreciate if you prayed a decade of the rosary for Deep Adventure Radio. Uh, you can go to our website, deepadventure.com, and you can you can uh, find out more about the, uh, the Warrior Rosary. Uh, and we'll be right back with my special guest, great friend, Gold, he's a, he has a gold mine. He's a world champion tandem surfer, and he's a he's a sold out for Jesus. Chuck in and still, we'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. International Deep Adventure Radio. For a complete list of the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network AM and FM stations across America, go to EWTN.com, look for the radio pull-down menu, and select AM FM stations. The list is updated regularly, so visit often. Again, go to EWTN.com, look for the radio pull-down menu, and select AM FM stations. Also at EWTN.com, you'll find out how to listen to us on the web, on shortwave, and in some countries on satellite. You'll find it all on EWTN.com. Deep Adventure Radio has challenged you to accept the wild adventure of God's will. Now, go even deeper with Bear's best-selling book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. In story after story, Bear takes us along as he paddles deep, surfing alongside whales and dolphins and avoiding killer sharks. Bear shares his experiences of the ocean in an intimate and exciting way. We share in his pain, healing through God, and the joy of finding that deep, intimate relationship with Him. As the story unfolds, you'll see how surfing has become the metaphor for the journey toward intimacy with God. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul, will stir your own desire to go deeper into your faith. Order it today at deepadventure.com for your own faith journey or for someone who needs to go deeper. 
Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul by Bear Wozniak. Available at deepadventure.com. This is Jason Jones, producer of Bella and Other Great Movies, asking you to buy my movies. What? Oh, I'm sorry. This is Jason Jones, producer of Bella, asking you to listen to Deep Adventure with Bear Wozniak. Aloha and welcome to Paradise. Welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak, coming to you from Waikiki Beach. You know, it's beautiful today. The last couple of days we didn't have any surf, but I'm looking outside it and there's some surf coming up. And I have with me as my guest uh, a good friend of mine, Chuck Inman. He's a how many, how many time world champion tandem surfer are you, Chuck? Four. Four. So you got to start using your other hand pretty soon, I guess, to keep counting. You're going to be the, <laughs> I hope so. the Cali Slater of tandem surfing. And actually, Chuck, you're in the same building as me. We were not in the same room. Are you checking out the surf right now? Yeah, it looks incredible out there. It's coming up right now. I can see public going off and uh, kunas and uh, castles out there. So it's good. I think it's going to be a good day. Yeah, you know, I, w- I was surfing yesterday. There was just a dribble, and I looked out on the horizon, and I saw this. You know how, you know, seven or eight miles out, you'll see that kind of bump? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's a mm-hmm. sign of things to come. It just needs you to wrap around and start hitting here. And so, yeah, uh, it's going to be a, probably be a, a decent day of surfing. And, uh, yeah, so Chuck and I, we live right on the beach. Uh, we, we live like 20 floors apart or a dozen floors apart. I don't know, but on the only, only condo on the beach in Waikiki. So uh, we're the first ones to see the swell come up, right? So when a good swell's coming, I, I can expect by the time I'm hitting the paddling out chuck is too and uh and we have a surf cam right in my right in my window looking out of the spot you called public so seventeen thousand people a day check out that that camera to see how the surf is but we're just right here so we just want everybody in nebraska and uh let's see we have north dakota we got boise idaho we got mobile alabama we got uh we've got melbourne florida we got people in uh, michigan we just want you all to know that the surf's up in case you want to paddle out with us right now but Chuck has been a good friend of mine. We've known each other for how long now? Maybe 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. And uh, um, Chuck is like me. He's a transplant to Hawaii, but he's, uh, he's just a full-on waterman. He just Everything about the ocean he just loves. Uh, but you fell in love with uh, tandem surfing. Can you, for the people who don't know, can you explain to everyone what tandem surfing is? Tandem surfing is... Uh basically two people on a board catching a wave and hopefully it's a it's a, a, a cute girl and hopefully you can catch some nice waves and if you if you want it's not always mandatory but it's, it's fun to do a lift it's fun to put the girl in different lifts and and ride on a wave but it's just as fun sometimes just to surf both people with their feet on the board but explain to um explain to us what it takes for you to um to win a world title what kind of lifts are you doing um there, there's several available lists we we we're we're very competitive so we tend to do the hardest ones and and try and um push the envelope that way but we do what they call an arm to arm we do an acro cobra these are all very technical lists for the girl and also very unsteady lists for the guy to hold while he's surfing like an arm to arm the girl's actually doing a handstand uh, with her arms interlocked with your arms and a, a cobra she's just doing the splits basically right yeah, you're holding her just above her knees, and she's doing a full split above your head. And you're fully extended, and your arms are fully extended. And then you're doing that on, on you know, anywhere from one foot to twelve foot surf. Usually, you can hold those kind of lifts. So you're, yep. Yeah. So it's really one of the one of the original extreme sports because it's been being done in Hawaii forever. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so I'm the one who kind of got you hooked on it. Yeah, when I moved here about 10 years ago, I, I started a business of uh, personal training, and you were actually my first client. And, and we, we trained together for a few weeks. You were, at that time, just organizing the first tandem world titles they'd had in several several, you know, several years. And, and uh, we had we'd started training together, and then you invited me to go surfing with you. And then we came back, and you're like, oh, you should try and tandem surf. And I wasn't really into it. I wasn't really – I didn't really take the, the bait. But um, you had, you had uh, quickly rounded up a partner for me, a girl named Shannon, and you showed us a lift on the beach – and uh, before we knew it, we were riding your board out of Waikiki. And that's, that all started in, uh, I think it was March of 2006. Yeah, March of 2006. That's almost been 10 years. Yeah, it's nine, it'll be nine, nine years now. So, yeah, long but, time. But the thing about Chuck is, you know, Chuck is just a, it, it just has a, I don't know, it just has such a profound love for the Lord. And, uh, and so we became fast friends in that way, too. And I think in the water, you know, you learn a lot about your, you learn a lot about your walk with the Lord. Well, let me ask you this question. I'm going to ask you it in different levels. First of all, just from a surfing point of view, is there anything that you've learned about your walk with the Lord, two or three things that you could share with us about your, your walk with the Lord in your life in the water as a waterman? I think I've learned a lot of lessons from tandem, spiritual lessons that the Lord has taught me in the course of going through partnerships and traveling and competing but I, I think the one thing that when you mentioned the question, the one thing that jumps out of my mind right away is, is, is just um, how important it is to be aware, not only just aware of that other person on the board. I mean, obviously she's sitting right there in front of you and you're surfing together, but not just being aware of her, but being others minded, being not just aware of her, but understanding that, you know, you have to take care of her. You have to think of where she's coming from. You have to think of her job and, and respect the fact that she's out there and she's doing a, a job. She has to do that job. And the best way I can get her to do her job is to, is to think of her feelings and to think of what's going to make her happy. Because ultimately, every tandem guy knows your session's going to go as, as happy as she is. So if she's happy and she's having a great time, chances are 100% you're going to have a good time. But if something happens, if, if there's something that goes on on the board where she's not happy, there's no way you can be happy. So I find one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is just to be others-minded, just to keep my mind and just take care of her, and usually that takes care of everything. And I would say you probably do a better job of that than just about anybody I know. You do a great I, job like that. I, I, I've learned the hard way, and so I know what it's like to, to not be others-minded, and, and I've tried to correct that and, and keep it corrected and, and, and really not just that, but just share with other people that we teach tandem. Just it's a good lesson in life. You know, even when you get on the beach, it's just, if you can remain others minded and keep your mind on what other people are, what would make them happy and what they need, um, things work out pretty well. Yeah, I know Thomas Aquinas says that the, the, his definition of love is self donation. And I think as you grow deeper in the Lord, you begin to realize that, Hey, God loves other people besides just you. <laughs> You know, yeah, right, right. And, and so you learn yeah. to you learn to love others. Uh, sometimes you, like you said early on in tandem surfing, you you're gonna take care of your partner so that you have a better time. But then later on, you you learn to take care of your partner so that she has a better time. And then later on in life, there's kind of like that third step where you, you first you kind of love others for your own sake, you know. 
And then you kind of learn to love others for their sake. But eventually we want to learn to love others for God's sake because he loves right. And then we learn to love uh, God for God's sake too. Mm-hmm. And the ultimate thing I think is if you get to the point where you can just be forgetful enough of yourself enough so that you can be loving yourself for God's sake, not for your sake, but love yourself because God says you're, you're of an inestimable worth, you know, imago Dei, uh, that he made you in his image. And so we kinda, it, come, it comes to a different place because when I see you out in the water, Chuck, I see a real restful, uh, I see you in a real restful place. When you're with your partner, you're sitting waiting for that wave. I tend to scramble a little bit, and I'm looking all the time, and you just kind of wait for the waves to come to you. It seems like that's the way you, your, your life is with the Holy Spirit, too. You're just kind of, you, like, to see that kind of restful attitude in you, I, I know there's a secret, and I think it's because you get up early every morning and you have a prayer time. Well, I, I, I try and make my morning dedicated to Him, and, and I think that, you know, we, when we're talking about loving others and loving God and loving ourselves, I'm not quite sure if the order is, the same for everybody, but for myself, I, I really had to learn not not so much just to love myself, but but to understand how God loves me and understanding that relationship of how I'm seen in His eyes. And when I, once I caught a glimpse of how I'm seen in His eyes, it changed everything for me. And so, going stepping on that and, and sort of trying to wrap my brain around how God sees me, it, it really opened up how. I want to try and see everybody else. And I think that that's, that was, that made all the difference for me is, is learning to, to see myself and love myself as God loves me, or at least try and understand that. And then translate that when I walk out the door and, and when I look at people, you know, look at them and, and try and see them with God's eyes. Look, and you really look at things in a whole new light when you, when you, when you look at that and, and living in Waikiki like we do, we see, people, we see people from all walks of life that come here from every different country and they've saved up for weeks to get here and they've been working out trying to look their greatest and they may look weird, they may look a little kooky or matchy-matchy with ABC flowery clothes, but when you look beyond their exterior and you see their hearts and you see them catch their first wave or, or they're laying on the beach or they're, you know, they're enjoying you see them with God's eyes and you really look at them and you get, the, you get joy out of that because you understand where they're coming from. You know, I'm, a, I'm an author. You kind of know that, right? I like to remind Absolutely. people. Absolutely. I like to remind people. But part of the nature of an author is to be an observer of people because you're looking for characters. And I was walking down uh, the beach of Waikiki yesterday, too. You know, I go, here's this, this, this I think he was a man from China, shorter man, uh, just, you know, I know that he had eaten something totally different than I'd eaten that day and that I'd probably never want to eat. His mindset, the way he thought, the way he thinks how he was born, how he was raised, his culture is so foreign from me. And yet I, I'm looking go, well, God, you know, you created all, every, I looked down the streets of Waikiki, so many different kinds of people, like you said, it's striking from all over the world. And yet God identifies with each one of them. God sees in each of them a Mago Dei. He sees his image. Even though they're, they're, they're so unique. And he's an author too, right? He's the author and finish of our faith. And he created all these unusual and unique personalities and body types and colors of hair and, and uh, you know, gifts and talents and abilities. And when you begin to just realize that this creator of ours, he created billions of people, all with each one of them, totally unique. It shouldn't make us feel small. It should make us feel uniquely loved and valued by God. Yeah, I wish there was a way. I mean, we're speaking about it now and we're, and we're living the way we live. I wish there was a way 
to communicate that to people because <clears throat> I really think the people a lot of times miss out on on really the freedom of of Jesus. I mean, really the freedom of what it is to be a child of God. You know, you 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 bring Jesus into your heart. You walk into this new life, and a lot of people continue to think that they've got to be on this little tightrope. They've got to walk this tightrope of righteousness. And and I don't see it like that. I see it once you enter the kingdom, you're in this wonderland of trying to find that path and having God kind of guide you there. And every path is different. I mean, what you do bear in your life and where you go, where you've been and what you do daily is a journey that's unlike anybody else that we know. And mine as well. I have a journey that I love. I, I don't want to be anybody but myself. I love my life. I love where the Lord has taken me. And and if there was a way to communicate that better or demonstrate that to people so they would understand that once you become a believer, that's that's the beginning of the adventure. That's that. There's no tightrope. There's no thin line that you have to teeter on. You're, it's a wild kingdom out there. It's just time to roam and enjoy and find that journey that the Lord has for you. I love that. You know, it's like people think, well, if I give my life to the Lord, my life's going to be constricted, restricted, oppressed. But the fact is, you know, well, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And I remember once Jesus was out, and, and uh, uh, I forget exactly what the circumstances was, but his response was, oh, ye of little faith. And I remember once I was surfing uh, on a really nice, I mean, maybe one of the nicest sets I would have dropped in in a Pops. You know how hollow and beautiful and clean that could be? And it gets kind of really big out there sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this, but this wave was big but very manageable, hollow but very, this, this wave that was coming was so perfect. And I was paddling in, and my partner had never surfed waves outside of canoes before. So this was a big step up for her. And we were paddling with all of our might, which you have to do if you want a wave, right? If you want a big right. wave. We're paddling with all our might, and the board is about to tip into the, the, you know, dropping down the face with the trade winds trying to push it back out. And for a moment, she looked down, and she thought, oh, my, you know, she just saw like, you know, 12, 15 feet of empty space beneath her. <laughs> and she skipped a beat on her paddle. And I needed that. And, and because of that, we just didn't make the tipping point. We didn't quite drop in. And I was thinking, oh, you have little faith. It's not so much, it's like if, if you don't have the boldness to step out in faith. I'd already ridden that wave. I knew we were going to drop in. I knew we were going to do this hard bottom turn. I knew she was going to go on a lift. And we could have done probably every lift we knew on that wave. It was going to run forever. And we missed out because of that, that little thing called faith. Oh, ye of little faith. It wasn't a condemnation from the Lord. It was, it was Jesus saying, you are missing out on the ride of your life. If you abandon yourself like a surfer does when he abandons himself, abandons himself to a wave like that, uh, you're no longer in control. You can kind of guide your board and stuff, but sometimes you're locked in. You can't kick out even if you wanted to. And so you're in for the ride of your life. And I think, yeah, God has this. Every one of us, God has a great adventure for us. And he's just giving us a little tap on the shoulder and say, hey, you got a minute, you know, and follow that, that, that inclination, that, that, that inspiration, that desire of your heart. And it may be wrong. You know, you might have to be redirected by the Lord. But if you start to move out on inspiration, you'll find yourself moving in, you know, beautiful ways in serving the Lord. I, I really, the, the, the first part of that story, it, it, I wish more people could sort of identify with it, but, but uh, tandem surfing is so unique in, in that you're you're on that board and you're when you're when you're paddling for a wave which is a, one of the most important parts of the whole process you're you're coordinating your paddles and your strokes have to be together and you can't have the girl who has probably shorter arms 
going faster than the guy who has longer arms. So you got it. It's got to all be coordinated and, and, and in sync. And if, like you said, if, if there's one ounce of hesitation on one partner's mind and they slow their stroke or they miss a paddle, it causes the other person to not get a full stroke or not to paddle. And, and I've been there so many times where if you miss one stroke, it's the difference of getting into the wave of your life or missing it. And, and uh, I, I, I hope that we're able to describe this in a way where people understand that it's so important that when you, when you're going for it and when you're, when you're committing to something and it, it may be a job or a, or a relationship or whatever, but you know, that you're coordinating with the Lord. If, if, if you're going for it, your faith needs to be straight in it and just go for it. Cause he's not going to, he's not going to let you end up in some situation that you can't handle. But I just love that analogy, that, that example from, from tandem and from paddling. It's so true. And it's, it can be very, very frustrating if you miss that wave and you see it roll away and someone else drops into it. But then on the other end of it, the risk reward thing, if you get it, it's, it's, it's you and your partner that, that enjoy a wave that you and her will only get to have that memory. And you create that memory, what you do on that. And you'll, nobody will take that away from you. We're talking with Chuck Inman, four-time world champion tandem surfer, my friend. We both um, – actually, I think I, I, taught ta- I taught Chuck to tandem, and uh, he's far excelled my abilities out there in the water. And uh, we'll be right back with more of Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Deep Adventure Radio. The bold standard in radio. The EWTN Radio Network, broadcasting to the world. EWTN, I don't know what we would do without it. God bless you all. We now have social media platforms available for you as well. Stay in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. We're here for you 24-7. We're the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. You're listening to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak. The boldest hour of radio in the history of the world. Be courageous and take your relationship with God to the next level. Check out our website at deepadventure.com. You can sign up for fellow adventurer Bear's weekly email. Go deeper in faith with Deep Virtue Blog. Order Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. And follow Bear as he takes you on a radical adventure through calm tides, monster waves, and the powerful presence of God. At deepadventure.com, you can journey with Bear on his travels, find out how to bring him to your parish or men's conference, and accept the challenge of an intimate relationship with God. Tackle the deepest part of yourself by signing up for our Deep Adventure Quest retreats. The most radical thing you can do is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Find out more at deepadventure.com. WTN is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If your cable or satellite provider doesn't carry EWTN's full programming lineup, give them a call and let them know you would like to receive EWTN 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. For more information, go to EWTN.com and click on Television. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Virtue. Today I want to talk to you about the virtue of wisdom. You know, when I was a child, the universe was considered by most to be eternal and to be infinite, not to have a beginning. But scripture says, 
that in the beginning God created in the heavens and the earth. Aquinas said it, Aristotle said it, Augustine said it. Now scientists agree that there was a big bang about 13.5 billion years ago. But I would assert the anthropic principle, anthros meaning humankind, that from the very moment of the beginning of the universe, you can see that the universe was created with intelligent design that would one day, one day create humans, that one day it would create you. You know, if the universe, if three seconds after the universe was created, it was one trillionth of a degree hotter or colder, there would be no carbon atom. It took three generations of fiery stars, a star burning as a furnace to create the elements, exploding, stardust coming back together, making another generation of stars to make, to make more of the elements on that chemistry chart, exploding, and then another generation of stars to create all the elements that are in you. The, the Earth was formed just five billion years ago. 1.5 billion years ago, all the elements were in place so that life could be sustained. But that didn't mean it had to, come, had to just by random chance come to ex existence. The DNA molecule, the RNA molecule, the amino acids, all of those had to be in place. And they can't just happen just accidentally. There was an intelligent design behind the arising of life. And beyond that, there was a, not just a life came to be, but there was a replication of life. God created this universe with you in mind. God knew you before you were planted in your mother's womb. God loves you. And so in wisdom and in justice, let's abandon ourselves to this glorious God of the universe and give our lives to him. This is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Back to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak. Suffering in paradise for you. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. And I have as our co-adventure guide today a good friend of mine, a uh, very noble person. To me, a noble person is someone who's, who moves in powerful ways, but in ways but moves with hu great humility. And I have a, as my guest Chuck Inman, who's a, been a good example to me in a lot of different ways in the, in, in the different virtues. And we were just talking about uh, paddling into uh, a bigger wave with a a tandem partner and how uh, we can't miss a stroke we have to uh you know paddle together and uh, and 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 um, and have faith you know to to be able to drop into a bigger wave and i know that 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 missing a missing a paddle stroke is what's so key if you just miss one um it, it, it cannot be so good i know when i'm when i'm stand up paddling into bigger waves and sometimes you dip that paddle in and it kind of twists in your hand and you don't get that full stroke It'll throw you right off the front of the board. It's a very humbling experience. You know, when you're paddling with all your might, leaning into that wave, and your paddle does something funny, and you miss that stroke, and you're in for the wipeout, you know, of your life. But the not missing the paddle stroke is the key. And that's where we, I think we go into that discipleship, that discipline of our daily prayer life. And I know I'll, I'll sometimes ask you if you can do something with you and me in the morning, and it's, you'll say, I have an appointment. And I know that appointment is your prayer life. Can you tell us just a little bit about that? Um, I I think we all have our strengths. We all have our our uh, comforts, you know. And some some people love to get into their devotional, or they'll just get right into the Word, or they'll they'll listen to a nice message, or they'll you know they'll spend time in prayer. And I've really really enjoyed the last several years of my life learning just more about the Lord in prayer and and learning learning that relationship of a father and a son and i and i have that relationship with my earthly father it's been up and down you know and, and mainly up the last several years but but translating it that helps me understand my father in heaven and how he sees me and and i've learned lately 
in my prayer life that that he he I spend a lot of time in Thanksgiving. A lot. I mean, ninety percent of my prayers, I can't get past thanking him for so many things that he's blessed me with that I have to force myself because of as if you think of a father and on earth, he would love to hear his son thank him for all the things that he's done for him. But a father with his son, he wants to hear his dreams, his desires, his he wants his inner heart to come out and he wants to hear that. So I've I've learned and it's been it sounds weird to say it, but I've learned to to go into that part of my prayer where I'm asking and I'm sharing God my dreams and my heart and my desires. And I really feel his joy in me finally opening up and expressing that because I know he's thankful for my thankfulness. I know he gets joy in that he because that represents that my heart's in the right place. But for me, learning as my father in heaven as he sees me and I'm his child, he gave me the heart that's in my chest. So he wants to hear my dreams. And it's, I've really been able to embrace that and enjoy sharing my dreams. That's beautiful. You know, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And that's kind of like in, in two phases. He gives, he plants those desires in your heart. Uh, but we have to have the clarity to be able to even perceive them sometimes because it gets so muddled with all the cares and worries of the world that we kind of lose a sense of that desire. So the first thing is that he will give us a new heart. He'll plant new and right desires uh, in our heart. And then he will give us the desires of our heart. In other words, as we step out in faith and in virtue, heroic virtue, uh, God can uh, then help us realize uh, these dreams and these desires. So we just kind of take it step by step. But here's, here's a question I want to ask you. Earlier in the, in the, earlier in the prior segment, you mentioned how you kind of, once you got a glimpse of, 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 of God's love, you just wanted to pursue that. Now, I know something about you. I don't, you're the only person I know in, the, in my, all my life that I've ever met that mines for gold. <laughs> and, uh, and I just remember when I was a young Christian, when I would start to read the Bible, I would read a, a word, and i go, I wonder what that means, and I'd pull out a Bible dictionary or Strong's Concordance, and, I'd, and I would find these kind of veins of, of, of gold, as I called them, and you would kind of dig away, dig away, and then all of a sudden be like a mother load opened up, and all of a sudden, wow, what is this about? And you just kind of pursue um, that kind of revelation of who God is uh, to us. And so I want to ask you about this. When you, first of all, tell us about your gold mine, about, about your project. Uh, about two years ago, I uh, was introduced to um, a guy from Australia through a mutual friend. And it wasn't for any other reason, just because this person thought that we would, were similar, we're, you know, good people. It's just good to connect them. And so I met him and we got to talking and through conversation, we, we shared, you know, some of our favorite shows on TV. And one of mine was this gold mining show. And he's this, this man, he's, he says, I got a, I got a gold mine in Australia. And, and I, I didn't really... I didn't really take them seriously because you, you meet a lot of people in, in living in a place like Waikiki and, you know, they say certain things and before you know it, they're gone, whatever. But no, I, I said, really? He goes, yeah, yeah. And so he took me up to his room where he had internet access and got on his phone and punched up his security cameras and he showed me all over his property. It's in the deep bush of Australia and showed me this gold mine. And I just, I kind of flipped out for me, which is not a, you know, I didn't go crazy, but in my mind, I was like off my head. I thought, oh, my gosh, what a deal. Awesome gold mine. And he goes, yeah, sometime you have to come down and visit it with me. 
do some mining. So sure enough, about eight, nine months later, we kept in contact and he called me up, said his wife was going to go to New York for the New Year's. And he said, you should come on down. We'll go gold mining. So you're, 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 um, way you're going to celebrate New Year's is go as the most, one of the most remote places in the world. I mean, the way I picture it, it's dry and dusty and you're right. Am I right? Is the bush like that? Or is it, is that the outback? Yeah. Yeah. Especially in January in Australia, it is very hot, very dusty, very, it was, it's very remote. I've, I've since to fast forward because it's a long story. I've, I've since been there five times, um, been mining for several weeks, been in the process of building, our equipment and, and getting the process up and running and, and pulling some gold out of the ground. It's been, it's been a, an adventure of all adventures. And it, it just a credit to show that, you know, the Lord, the Lord, if you let him, and if you are available for him, he will take you down some journeys that will be priceless. Well, you talk about going down a rabbit hole. This is like, a, now, is this like a cave that you're, uh, uh, how are you, are you, you're not doing it, you're doing it in a cave or is it like, out on out on a stream or or where how do you do it? There's no there's no stream on site. There's no cave. It's it's, it's open mining. Uh, it's, it's open ground. We have to strip it. There's a lot of clay, and then we have a, a wash plant. Several small buildings on the property. And but to go back to your point, this uh, you're talking about when you're reading your Bible and you come across these veins of gold and you just follow them and, and once in a while you hit this mud load. The same is very true for gold mining, especially in Australia. We, they have um, these reefs that are on the property and there's three different reefs that run um, laterally through the property and, and uh, they're, they're made of quartz. And, and so our goal for our mining is to, is to dig down to these reefs and follow these reefs because that's where the gold comes from. It starts out on the reef and then over time, millions of years, it, it breaks away. And that's kind of the gold that a lot of people normally hear about or see is the gold that's broken away from the reef on its way to riverbeds and kind of... So that's the gold that we get from Australia on this place is, is very craggly, you know, more origin-based gold that's been right off the, the reef. But so the way you 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 uh, get gold, you just go for a walk, and there's just a pile of it sitting there on top of the surface, waiting for you, or do you, or, or do you have to diligently seek it? Yeah, it, it takes quite a bit of work. It takes a process of. I mean, you can go around with a metal detector and try and find nuggets, and that's fun for a couple hours maybe. But if if you ever want to make a you know try and make a living and try and make some money out of it, or just you know, get more gold for whatever reason. You, you really have to employ more heavy heavy machinery, and you have to employ um, washing techniques that will extract the gold, both big and and small, from the the rest of the material. And sometimes the material can be very tough. Like you have clay that sticks to everything, and so you have to find and come up with ways to wash everything clean, and then extract the gold from that. So it's a it's a pretty in depth process. That's why it's taken over a year for us to to really get going. So it's interesting to me because it, it, I see so many things like, so the gold isn't just kind of sitting there on top of the surface in a big pile waiting for you to just come collect it. You have to diligently seek it. And sometimes it sounds like with what you're doing, sometimes you have to extract it from rock or quartz, but sometimes you have to get it out of that murky clay. You have to, you have to clean it and, and, and get it and, and, and remove all the debris. Uh, in order to uh, in order to kind of get your hands on it, we're talking with Chuck Inman. He's a four-time world champion tandem surfer. He owns a gold mine in Australia and a part owner of a gold mine in Australia. He's mining for gold, but the real gold I know in his life is his seeking uh, to go deeper uh, 
with, with the Lord. Uh, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. You can find us at deepadventure.com. You can go there and you sub- subscribe to our newsletter and our social media. we got some great uh, social media. We send out two-minute Deep Virtue segments every week, and we even uh, send out this whole show. And you can uh, tell your friends about the show. If they can't listen to it uh, live, they can actually listen to it on any podcast app in the world uh, if they just search on Deep Adventure Radio. We're going to be right Deep back Adventure and we're going to be talking Radio. with Chuck Inman about mining for uh, into the, the heart, heart of gold of God. In, uh, in the Lord. This is Bear Wozniak from Deep Adventure Radio. Deep Adventure Radio, where the surf is always up. EWTN is now on Twitter. Get short, timely messages from EWTN on your computer or cell phone. It's easy to stay up to date on a wide variety of topics. Pro-life news, Vatican announcements, catechesis, apologetics, the latest EWTN programming, and more. You can link to EWTN on Twitter from our homepage or go to twitter.com slash EWTN. At work, at home, at school, and on the road, stay connected to your world with EWTN's Twitter page. You're listening to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, the boldest hour of radio in the history of the world. Be courageous and take your relationship with God to the next level. Check out our website at deepadventure.com. You can sign up for fellow adventurer Bear's weekly email. Go deeper in faith with Deep Virtue Blog. Order Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. And follow Bear as he takes you on a radical adventure through calm tides, monster waves, and the powerful presence of God. At DeepAdventure.com, you can journey with Bear on his travels, find out how to bring him to your parish or men's conference, and accept the challenge of an intimate relationship with God. Tackle the deepest part of yourself by signing up for our Deep Adventure Quest retreats. The most radical thing you can do is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Where else can you laugh and cry, live and learn, pray and encourage? Right here with Mother Angelica. Next time on Mother Angelica Live Classics, Mother challenges your faith as she shares the splendor of truth meditating upon scripture only on EWTN Mother Angelica Live Classics is seen and heard around the world on EWTN for dates and times in your area log on to EWTN.com Wax up your boards let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio I'm your adventure guide Bear Wozniak and we have with us today uh you know, it's kind of hard to find new old friends, but uh, when I met Chuck, I just saw something really powerful and something really unique in him. And uh, when we met, uh, when we first got to know each other, you were, you, before I even asked you to be my fitness uh, guy, do you remember what happened when, I, when we first met? At the, I think it was a Christmas party or something, right? And I told you I could read your mind? Yeah, you, you, you pulled out this book. I'll never forget it. You pull out this book and you're, and I didn't know you. I didn't, I mean, if you tried something like this now, I, I wouldn't even participate, but <laughs> cause I know you, but back then I didn't really know you very well. You pull out this book and you're like, I can't remember exactly the words, but you, you, you asked me to pick these different words out on different pages and you, and you took the book back and, and perform this trick on me. And it totally freaked me out. Like I, I literally left the room Got in the elevator and went home. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> Sorry. Well, let me tell them what we did. What I, what we did. There's this book that looks like a Daniel Steele book, right? It looked just like a regular book, and I had it just sitting on the table where the party was happening. 
Like it was just sitting there. And I said to you, Chuck, you know, you just have such this clarity about you. It's almost embarrassing because I feel like I could just read your mind. And you look at me, yeah, right? And then I give you this book, and I asked you to look for um, a noun. Any noun that was longer than three syllables, because then I thought I could probably read your mind. And you looked in this book, and, uh, and, and, any, any, and in this book, this very unique book, any word that starts, any noun that starts with the letter B, that's three syllables or longer, is the word bartender. And every noun that's three syllables or longer that starts with the letter T, for example, example is television. And I told you, I'm kind of having trouble, um, so it's a trick book. It cost me 200 bucks because someone did it to me, and it freaked me out. I said, whatever it is, got to get that book. So you were like my very first victim, and I'd memorized the 24 words that started with the, you know, these different letters. And I asked you, you know, I'm having trouble. I, I can't quite get it. Can you just give me what the first letter is? And you go, B. And I go, I don't know. Is it something to do with drinking or something? Are you, is, it, is it about a bar? Is it about a bartender? And you just went ghost white. <laughs> and you just freaked out. <laughs> but I had the same effect when someone, when someone did that to me. I think I think the the trick the whole trick to that is how you how you play it how you how you you struggled with it and and you, you're like unsure but then you're kind of checking with me and then you you look away and you get kind of discuss I mean you you really dig the whole Oscar act that that I had no clue and I and of course going back I didn't know you I I'd, I'd only been in town for a few weeks and then um, yeah once once you said a couple of the words that I had picked out I, I i i like walked away i was like this is too weird i gotta go home that was some, I don't know who this guy is. some sort of warlock or something. <laughs> something yeah yeah and it's just a we're just a just a trick book but yeah that's how we began to get to know each other but i want but i just thought people might like to to hear about uh that's a good way to meet world champion tandem surfers future world champion tandem surfers is have this trick book on your hands but okay so i want to ask you more about this so i know that you know here i am i'm a person that's I'm open to being spiritual. I'm not religious, but I'm open to being spiritual. Uh, you know, if Jesus was alive today, he would probably be drinking, you know, cafe lattes and doing poetry readings called uh, Why Can't We All Get Along? You know, that soft, passive, pastel Jesus. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says he isn't the rewarder of people that say, well, I'm open to a walk with God. If You know, I'm open to it. That's not what he says. He says... I am the rewarder of those who diligently seek me. And so I know I've seen it in your preparing for your world titles, and I know with that gold mine, that, that gold just doesn't jump out. You have to diligently seek. What lessons can we learn spiritually uh, from you about, with your experience in gold mining about that seeking out uh, and going deeper with God? Well, just in what you just said, the, the thing that pops out, you know, that, that song, uh, There's a God-Shaped Hole in All of Us, I really think that those people that, that well, I'm spiritual, you know, I'm, I'm open, you know, no. In, in my opinion, the way I think, you were made to know God. You were made to know God, and anything else you fill that hole with is not going to fill it. And until we until we find that relationship with our with our true Father, that that will always be a bottomless pit. And I think when you get to the point where you cross that that threshold and you're in the kingdom and you've met your father. Now the journey begins. Now the, the wild kingdom becomes wild. Now the fun starts. It's not the straight and narrow, like we talked about earlier. And, and to, to just connect that to my life, you know, I, I found that long ago, but I didn't understand it until, you know, several years ago and learning year after year after year and going deeper and deeper and deeper. And just, you know, 
it's funny on earth we 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 eat when we're hungry and then we get full but with christianity we eat it's the only thing where you keep eating and you're you just you get more hungry and the more full you get the more hungry you get and so i I find that that you just you know as he blesses me and takes me where he wants me to go I, i continue to eat i get more and more hungry i get more and more full and he you know it's it's just a matter of it's funny. I have had to give up more <laughs> Give, giving up as in, I'm going to let go of myself as far as what I think I need or want, because I really truly only want what he has for me because I know that he knows me better than I know myself. And so I've been learning as of late to just, to just release it, just relax, whatever it is that I think I need or want. Cause that kind of scares me. I'm afraid to get what I think I want. I want what he wants for me. And I'm, I'm willing now I'm 40. I'm, I'm much more at peace and I'm much more comfortable with who I am as, as my own being. And, uh, and I've learned a, you know, a few lessons the hard way where I don't want anything unless he has it for me. You know, uh, you're, you're like quoting Augustine, you know. Uh, you know how I sit down at the beach in the evenings and people say, hey, what what you doing? They'll text me. I'll say, I'm, a, I'm on the beach with some of my friends. I go, who? Augustine and Aquinas. You know, I just love those characters. And Augustine said... Uh, my soul was was restless until it rested in you, O oh God. But he also said something, uh, another, another. you know, he wrote so many books, I could never read them in my lifetime. But one of the things he said is that the walk of the Christian life is a life of eros. It's a life of desire. It's a life of, of and, and the word desire in the Latin comes from the word the stars. It's a looking up. It's a longing for the infinite. And it's a longing, you know, for that eternal. And the only thing that we can really eros, really desire with all our hearts, is God. If you desire anything else, uh, like you said, it's not going to fulfill you. It's not going to bring you uh, to that, to that uh, place of fulfillment. It's going to leave you uh, uh, not being, uh, it's going to leave you um, confused and not fulfilled. But when you're thirsty and hungry for God, you have that fulfillment feeling, but you want more. And, and the thing about God, He's an infinite abyss, just you know, deeper than any ocean. And so uh, as we eros God, as we desire God, as we're propelled to, to desire more and more of Him, that's the only thing. God is the only thing that's worthy of, our, of, of, as Jesus said, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy strength. So uh, you've got about a minute to talk to someone out there that is right now wanting to experience that, that first-time personal encounter with Jesus. What would you, how would you tell them to do that? Well, I... I... I would really, you know, my prayers go out for you right now. If you're, if you're, if you're struggling with that or you're thinking about that, but really, it, it, I believe it. It's the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart, and and uh, you know, there, the time is now. The time is now, and and if you feel that tugging, it's time. It's time to make that connection. It's time to find that person in your life that you know that that can at least point you in the right direction, or at least hold your hand and, and walk you into that kingdom transition and that that prayer that will bring you into that relationship. And, and I could never give it enough. Jo- I can't tell you enough how important that decision is and how, imp- how it will just change your life. And, and it's worth it. And it, 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 there's, there's nothing. Go- Everything about the Lord is good. I mean, he's so deep. I can't explain him in so many words. But the, the thing is, I know with God, he's, he's good. Everything about him is good. And he has... He has an adventure for you. He has a journey for you that's just yours. It's not going to look like anybody else's. It's uniquely yours. And 
you know, it's the best thing I've ever done and I would never go back. And, and that's what I think the Lord provides in my life is that peace. That that's the the atmosphere of heaven is peace, and that's what we get when we walk with Him. Is we get that peace, that comfort to sit there and enjoy His presence and and let Him guide us on our on our trip. Couldn't say it any better than that. We're talking with my friend, four time world champion, tandem surfer Chuck Inman, and and he's mining for he's a miner with a heart of gold. And uh, I'm Bear, Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. We'll be, we'll be right back. Deep Adventure Radio, where the surf is always up. This is Barbara McWigan. Don't miss The Good Fight, EWTN's live radio talk show on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. What does it profit a man to conquer the whole world if he cannot conquer himself? The saints are Mother Church's greatest conquerors. We only have one life to live. Let us together strive for sanctity while we have the breath to breathe. The Good Fight, Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. God bless you. This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio. This is Patrick Novikoski of Legatus at the Catholic Leadership Conference, and I listen to Bear Wozniak at Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha, and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. It was great having my good friend and fellow world champion tandem surfer Chuck Inman on the, on the show with us today. It's a powerful thing to see such a powerful man. You know, he's, he's, just, he's, just so, he's physically just so strong and so powerful, and he's just sold out for Jesus. It's just great to hear his testimony and his love for God the Father. I want to encourage you, please come to our website, uh, deepadventure.com, and sign up for our newsletter, sign up for our social media. We send you uh, copies of the show every week. We'll send you that you can share with your friends in our little two-minute Deep Virtue segments we send to you. And buy my book. My book, uh, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, has been number one in surfing for a long time. Uh, but it's a Christian book about uh, going deeper with the Lord. Uh, it's full of adventure. My son drops into a 70-foot wave on the very first the very first pages of the book. So it's a sort of thing that grabs your attention and you can't put down. So it's a great tool for uh, the new evangelization. Give it to people that have just graduated from college or a young person who's about to go into high school. But everybody of every age loves this book. Uh, Jeanette Bankovic told me when I was interviewed on those five segments of her um, Women of Grace television show that she actually uses it for her Lectio Divina. So I think if Jeanette likes it, who I'm such a I just think it just radiates the Holy Spirit. It's a strong endorsement. So please uh, go there. You can buy the book on Audible. You can buy it on the hard copy, or you can buy it for any ebook platform. Uh, this is Bear Wozniak with Dep Deep Adventure Radio. May the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha. This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio's. 